Welcome to the Aligned Radiant and Rich podcast, where we take aligned business strategy as well as mindset and manifesting principles and get it into the hands of feminine coaches and service-based entrepreneurs like you who are on a mission to create abundance, impact, and soul-led success. I'm your host, Michaela McCrory, business and success coach for female entrepreneurs. Each week, I'll be sharing insights, interviews, and actual coaching calls with my clients. My desire is for you to have a behind the scenes look at what it takes to create a business and life you adore. Before we dive into this week's episode, I would love to know, have you been struggling to find premium clients for your coaching or service-based business? If so, I'd love to invite you to my brand new, super valuable free masterclass called Dish Your Job, Sign Five Clients, and Make Five to 10K Per Month. And in this class, I share with you the four secrets for creating endless clients while working less and making a meaningful impact. So in order to get instant access, go to MichaelaMcCrory.com forward slash clients, or click the link in the show notes below. And without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome, Anna, to the podcast. We are actually re-recording. The first episode we did didn't uh, quite translate. (laughs) (laughs) So, so excited to have you back, Anna. Um, For the audience, go ahead and just share a little bit about what you do um, so they have some context and we'll dive in. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate it. And hello, everybody. Um, My name is Anna Leckie, and I am a artist. I own my own small business in Athens, Georgia. And the whole uh, idea of my business is approaching art as a service-based process to be of service to people and be the creative hands for people's dreams, you know, helping people paint things, illustrate things, design. I do a lot of um, different projects and uh, the scope of what I do is very different, but to boil it down, I am a commissioned artist. Amazing. Awesome. So what was it that you were looking for support with today, Anna? So today I was thinking about something that, that has been coming up a lot over the course of, I think the past four years that I've been doing this professionally, but it's definitely coming up now. Mm -hmm. Um, Just for a little background for the listeners, I have been working in one location in Athens, Georgia with my business, and I'm going to move to Charleston, um, getting a graduate degree. And so I'm transplanting my business. Um, But with that, Uh, because I am a service-based business, I do a lot of scheduling and uh, with creative projects, there are a lot of kind of external means of scheduling certain apps that I use to get clients. Um, And it, ever since 2020, I've kind of been a little more lenient on how many things I take on because I've had more time, honestly, you know, and the, the more my business has grown, I've been able to do more than one commission a week. And so I'll schedule things very strategically. But I found that I, sometimes I have a really hard time saying no to things Mm. or, you know, being mindful about not overloading myself. And so this is a big thing because I'm moving, you know, in, in two weeks and that requires a lot of time and a lot of packing and, um, you know, I'm going to, to basically get some of my art out of stores and get my inventory together. Just all, all the stuff that moving requires. It's a lot. 
mm-hmm. but I'm still getting a ton of requests of like, can you do this painting? Can you do this? And as of right now, I'm fully booked mm-hmm. um, up until two weeks after I, I moved to Charleston. I have kind of a month off. Um, but it's hard. You know, I think, I think mm-hmm. I have a lot of pride in the work that I do and I get, I really love it. And, you know, I like really, really connect with being able to create meaningful art for clients. And so I get really excited. You know, people mm-hmm. will reach out and say, oh, I have this idea for a piece and, and I really want to do it. And my gut's like, yes, just say yes. We'll figure it out. We'll make time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not necessarily realistic right now um, to take on more than I can chew, if that makes sense. Um, and uh, the structure of, of kind of my service-based work isn't always conducive to setting healthy boundaries. Um, an example of this is one of the apps that I use that brings clients into me. Um, they kind of reward you. So a client will go on the app and they'll search for an artist to do a portrait or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they'll message three or four people. And the first person to respond, the app sees that you respond very quickly. And so it's more likely to send you more clients mm-hmm. and, you know, ranks you higher in the search results because of your quick response time. Right. So there's this thing that happens a lot and this has been a very consistent thing and I've gotten a little bit better about it but I'll be laying in bed it's 11 30 or 12 at night I'm about to go to sleep and I get a message I don't know why people that's like the time that people like to search for artists apparently but I'll get a message you know like hey can you do this commission and I will feel obligated to respond just for the sake of you know staying up to you know, up in the rankings and, and not um, missing out on opportunity if another artist responds right away. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, of course that interferes with a lot of self-care stuff because I'm trying to sleep you know, yeah. so I could be rested. And then now I have work on the rain again. Right. Um, and I'm sure this is something that a lot of small business owners struggle with because when you are operating your own entrepreneurial venture it's you're kind of on your own time you know there's always something you can be doing so yeah I would just love to hear your input about kind of knowing when to say no setting healthy boundaries and and just managing when I'm thinking about work and when I'm not thinking about work gotcha okay so it sounds like what's coming up for you today is really around scheduling and boundaries and not taking on more than you can chew while you're transitioning your business and your life to another state. Absolutely. Gotcha. Okay. And I mean, I could just say, you know, we got to talk about boundaries and how we can implement them, but is, is the problem that we're solving for like getting you comfortable saying no, is it realizing like getting more realistic on the time that you actually have to be spending? Like, where do you find the disconnect is around taking on more clients or taking on more than you can chew? I think that I, I think that a big part of it is not really being comfortable saying no. Um, I have this whole kind of relationship with the business grows more the more that I say yes to things Mm -hmm. and I've had luckily a lot of really cool things happen where I'll say yes to a project do it and then end up through that getting more work and meeting more people and networking Mm -hmm. and 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 had that 
really helped me a lot in growing. And so, you know, I always kind of have this feeling if I, if I say no to this, or if I can't figure out how to make this work, you know, what am I, what am I losing out on? Um, but sometimes that ambition can come back to bite me because it, it really can actually hinder me being efficient with getting things done and doing it on the timeline that's necessary for me. Gotcha. Okay. So you're starting to realize that you do have a pattern of having a hard time saying no, and you're realizing that it's not really serving you because, um, it just makes things more difficult, you know, when you're trying to fulfill orders and work with clients. So what do you think are, let me ask you this, actually, is this a pattern just in business or is this a pattern that shows up in other areas of your life? You know, weirdly, I'm way better at setting boundaries and saying no to things in my personal life. Gotcha. I, I am, but I mean, it doesn't mean it, it doesn't exist because it does, but I'm, I feel, I feel a little bit stronger of saying, so, you know, honestly, it's probably because of business things that I have to do. So when people contact me about right. social engagement, it's just like, no, or I'm sorry, I can't get coffee today. Um, but, um, sometimes I do sometimes that does come up with some social things or people wanting to see me and wanting to say yes um but uh yeah yeah to answer your question it does sometimes but definitely not as much gotcha and where do you think that pattern comes from like what's the first thing that comes to mind of you saying yes when you really mean no I think I don't know um you know, I think this is what I kind of want to figure out and get down to. Um, I can hypothesize. I mean, part of me thinks it's FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. Right. Um, and I do, I, I do really love connecting with people and I love fostering those relationships. And mm-hmm. I just think it's really important just in general um, to health and well-being. And so having to kind of shut the door on those things it's hard. It's difficult. And and kind Mm -hmm. of picking and choosing where I'm going to put my energy and what relationships I'm going to foster. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more difficult. Around saying yes, when you really mean no, is we, we benefit from it, but we also don't benefit from it. So what I, what I wanted to ask was, is how is this actually benefiting you in your life by saying yes? Like, what do you get out of it? So the way that I view a lot of a lot of things that I might not immediately feel like doing, um, there's this one very specific example of someone who's been a huge ally in my professional journey and has been very advantageous having that relationship with this person. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like I, I approached my relationship with this person as anytime they ask me to meet up or do things I always say yes because this Mm -hmm. person is propelling my career in a major way and and I owe them a lot I mean they've they've been responsible for some really huge commissions that I've gotten and and have literally thrown parties that are basically my dream networking events where I get Mm -hmm. to meet people that inspire me um Mm -hmm. And so I see that relationship and they'll be like, Hey, coffee this Wednesday at 10. And I'll be like, wow, I have eight, 18 million things to do this week, but yes, I will be there. Um, and so sometimes the way that I see those things is, I guess it's just, 
it almost seems like a sacrifice that needs to be made if I'm going to be continuing on my entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I can get burnt out pretty easily because I am socializing nonstop and I'm actually introverted, you know, which is kind of ironic, but I am an introvert. Right. And uh, after a long day of doing meetings and coffees, I'm pretty, pretty worn out. And then I still have to do some work. Sure. So, okay. yeah. So you're realizing that there is a relationship that you feel like you have to say yes to because this person has helped you, um, you know, advance your career and you don't want to say no because you're worried about what that might mean. Yeah. And missing out on opportunity. Missing out on opportunity. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what do you think the solution is as far as um, holding clear or more firm boundaries to protect your energy? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think there needs to be a line in the sand at some point. And I also think that with the business structure that I have right now and some of the means that I use in terms of acquiring clientele, if I can, if I can adjust the business that is almost completely autonomous in terms of I'm not having to use kind of outside sources that rank me in terms of how fast I respond and um, my quote-unquote availability online I think that it'll be a lot easier just to say okay these are the times that I check my emails and these are the the times that I respond and this is when uh, I have very clear booking kind of standards or slots And, and so I think, I think being able to shift the business structure would help a lot. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So switching the business structure, maybe rethinking if you want to continue with the app that you currently use, that's rewarding you for um, maybe overworking and um, also getting clear on, you know, this is the time that I answer emails. This is the time that I have every week for client projects, you know, the the day-to-day things in the business. You think that would be the answer to preventing you from taking on more than you can chew. Definitely. And I do want to say really quickly, just about kind of the the apps that cater to freelancing. Mm -hmm. uh, There are a lot of really famous ones. A lot of people who do freelancing kind of work use them and they are all really terrible for, for catering to a healthy lifestyle on the end of the freelancer and being able to set the right boundaries like there I have not found one that has been really conducive to that which is one of my business aspirations is maybe starting a service that encourages healthy boundaries and Mm -hmm. um you know self-protection and uh you know legal protection so I've been really inspired by that because I see the issue currently in my life as a freelancer. Totally. Well, first of all, I love that idea. <laughs> Second <laughs> of you. all, as far as like business structure, what what can we nail down today that's going to kind of help you have those boundaries for yourself as far as like, do we need to talk through when we want to be checking emails or how many hours you actually have to take on client projects? Like what would serve you? I think the checking emails thing is real is, is that's a big one. Um, yeah. 
and it's not necessarily email per se. It's like emails, Instagram messages, Facebook messages, personal text messages, phone calls, all, all of the social media. Um, and I, I've been reading this book called The Four Hour Work Week, uh, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's a good book. It's a really famous business book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's written by Tim Ferriss, but mm-hmm. he, he says that he only checks emails twice a week and it's from a very specified time. And I was like, wow, you know, I, <laughs> I don't think that'll ever be possible for me. Right. Uh, just because of the way that the business structure is, but I love how regimented and, and how, I mean, his boundary is firm on that. He does not check emails any other time than maybe Monday and Friday, 12 to two or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, what's coming up for me is um, a couple things, but I'll just share. One is Please, yeah. when we get into entrepreneurship after you know, working a typical job, even if it's just like a part-time job as a teenager, so to speak, uh, we're we it's easy for us to you know do the job leave it at the job go home and and be separate and what comes up for a lot of entrepreneurs that i see um and and boundaries and you know finding the work-life balance so to speak is we actually have to get really good at being okay with knowing that when you own your own business you're never gonna cross all the t's dot all the i's there's as the business owner there's always something more that can be done there's always another email to respond to there's always another project to work on um so that being said i think what i find and my clients find helpful is really getting clear on what our boundaries are and what our ideal workday looks like and then giving us permission to not be perfect at it but have that as a template for moving forward so it's it really is easy like you were mentioning with the tim ferris book you know he's clear on what his boundaries are when he checks his emails when he does certain tasks and that really frees up his time and energy to know okay i already scheduled in the activities that i need to have on my calendar to keep the business running on the day to day and then i get to relax and actually do the work that i enjoy as opposed to wondering when I can fit it in and if I have enough time to take on another client. So what do we need to change as far as your day-to-day, you know, system or structure for making sure that we're checking the boxes, but we're also not overworking or taking on too much? What do you think needs to change? That's a really good question. And there's, there's a lot of thought that I've been giving to this because the whole business model that I have is it is a service-based business, meaning that I get commissions. So people ask me to do paintings for them, graphic design work and illustration. So I'm basically the main, the main person in the business. I, it would be cool if I had other employees, but I'm the main person in the business and I do this work. And Mm -hmm. so that allows, uh, basically a lot of constraints on how much I can take on during the week Mm -hmm. and how much money can be made. But then Mm -hmm. there's also this kind of positive reinforcement if, is if I work 60 hours a week, instead of 40 hours a week, I can make this much more money because I can, I'm doing this much more work. And I've been thinking a lot about passive income Mm -hmm. and I do have some channels of passive income because I sell some of my art around town and local shops and I sell some prints and just having that, I don't have to be tending to that all the time and it can sell. And so it can be a means of income. Sure. But I've been thinking about how to 
basically scale the business and Mm -hmm. turn turn kind of a stream of passive income that will open up a lot of time uh, for me during the week that I'm just not that me basically performing a service physically is not the only way to increase my profits if that makes sense yeah and I remember on our last coaching session too I think this was coming up for you too where I think we talked about you wanting to kind of have like a standard set of work that you could have you know in a a gallery somewhere or Mm -hmm. online where like you just said you're not trading time for money you're just kind of letting them sell it after you've created the creations and that gets to be it. So I know you said, you mentioned changing the business model a couple of times. Is is that still, still the way that you were thinking about going about it or is uh, you know, what specifically do we need to change in the business model to really uh, free up your time? Well, it's going to look very different this year um, Mm -hmm. because I am going into school. I'm I'm getting my master's in business uh, administration degree which I'm so excited because I think actually getting into the thick of understanding business principles and business theory and applying Mm -hmm. them, it's it's really going to help me understand how I can shift what I do to meet my needs a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's going to look different after school. So in in the immediate, I think that they're really, I don't know how much time there is going to be when I'm in school right. to, to, to really take on commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, I can do some freelancing work and do some remote illustration work, which is actually some of my highest paying commissioned work, yeah. uh, which is nice, but I think I'm going to have to shift to a lot of passive income. Right. Uh, some of the things that I thought about doing is once I get to Charleston or even, well, actually within the next couple of weeks before reaching out to some galleries and to some shops and saying, Hey, I have this quote unquote inventory of artwork, you know, do you have slots for me to sell it? And basically kind of putting my, my tentacles in the community to be able to have ways to make money, but you know, not necessarily have to be there. Right. Okay. So it sounds like the next steps really for you are reaching out to the galleries so you can get some artwork in Charleston um, so they can do the selling and you just get to do the Mm -hmm. creating. And then the other thing that's coming up for me is um, I know we touched on a little bit, but like, obviously it's going to get, be a little touch and go with starting school and trying to figure out, you know, what the time commitment there is going to be versus what you have to actually work on the business. Um, but I would get really clear on and put in your calendar. So you don't have to think about it again. You know, when am I going to check emails on a weekly basis for how long, how much free time do I anticipate having for any kind of client work? Um, really just get clear and put it all in your calendar so that it's as simple as looking at the calendar, knowing if you have the time and the space for it or if you don't. And then also um, the other thing, which I forgot to congratulate you on being fully booked until, you know, when you're moving, I think even after is an incredible accomplishment. So let's also celebrate that. Um, <laughs> Thank but you one so thing I would, I always talk about, with my clients and it might resonate with you might not is if you are already fully booked a couple weeks out is it two weeks out a month out from I'm I'm fully booked so I'm moving in two months so I'm fully booked until the end of May okay so it's but I took a month break where I did not schedule any commissioned work I'm still going to be doing my 
illustration and graphic design okay. because it's a hourly contract, but um, gotcha. I'm not doing any actually painting work okay. for a month. It's somewhere gotcha. in like April or May. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that is huge. So first of all, congratulations. I hope you're celebrating yourself. Thank you um, so much. I know a hundred percent of the people that I work with would be dying to be able to say they are three months booked out and have, you know, a month off just to relax. That's an amazing accomplishment. So the other thing I would talk about with you then is if you're looking to scale the business and not take on as much work and you're already fully booked is maybe it's time to start considering raising your prices. How mm -hmm. does that resonate? I've been thinking about that too. And I, I, I did last, I think summer or fall, I did do a price increase. Mm -hmm. I had taken my prices down in 2020 okay. a little bit. And mm -hmm. that was basically a kind of a, I know that we're all kind of struggling right now, solidarity thing. Sure. So, um, but then I raised them this fall plus a little bit more. Um, my hourly rate got a little bit more expensive and I've been considering going into that with new contracts this mm -hmm. upcoming fall. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely, after I get my um, master's degree, I think that that'll be a reason to, to bring the price up a little bit. Um, yeah. I've been considering that. Okay. I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Well, I would, I would think about it and kind of sit with your intuition and see how you feel about it. But anytime that we're fully booked quite a bit into the future, I think that's a good signal that, you know, there's more than enough demand. People like what you're putting out. And the only two ways to scale the business is to take on more clients or make more money for the amount of clients that you're bringing in. So mm -hmm. I would sit with, you know, which one feels better, which one do I like more? And then I think your action items are pretty clear as far as, you know, getting clear and putting the, you know, day-to-day -day stuff in your calendar, reaching out to the galleries in Charleston so you can have a little bit more passive income um, and then decide, you know, is it make sense for me to raise my prices or does it make sense for me to figure out other passive ways that aren't gonna take up as much time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that is, that is very accurate. Um, you know, I just got to be disciplined about it. <laughs> That's the thing is if I make the resolution, I just have to carry through with it. And, and that's my, that's on me. That's on my end. So. Yeah. And yeah. how, uh, how are you going to hold yourself accountable to saying yes, when you mean yes and saying no, when you mean no. I wish that there was just like this little treat system with a little button I could press and just get a little treat every time I, <laughs> every time I did that. Um, but I think, I think that I will be rewarded in a different way of just maybe being a little less stressed out. Um, yeah. And I, it's a, a lot of it's fear motivated and thinking if I say no to this, then something bad will happen or I'll miss out on an opportunity. So I think mm -hmm. just kind of trusting that it's going to work out. And then it's going to be okay. And that I will land the things that I need to land at the time that I need to land them. And that mm -hmm. if I say no to somebody wanting me to do a painting right now, um, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, and also too, I mean, even if you do have people still wanting to work with you, you can always, you know, put them on a wait list. You say I'm fully booked. Um, but I'm taking clients at this date, you, you're more than welcome to, you know, book 
book ahead for that or schedule something in the future if that feels good. Um, yeah. But just because you're fully booked now doesn't mean people aren't going to almost think like, oh, she's really awesome. She's fully booked. I better like reserve my spot ahead of time. And so mm-hmm. it may be, or maybe not like, I guess I just want to point out that it doesn't necessarily mean when you say no, because you don't have the capacity right now that they, you can't have them as a client in the future. Um, right. And still, you know, kind of create that exclusivity around working with you because you already are fully booked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how it got to uh, be the end of May. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I can't do it right now, but my first availability is at this time. So, and I'm really grateful for that too. I'm grateful that I can have things so far out and know that, you know, I have these things under contract and that I can feel a little bit more secure in, in that. So yeah, I, I do have a lot of gratitude for, for that. Amazing. Is there anything as far as the scheduling or implementing boundaries um, that doesn't feel quite clear or nailed down? Or does that feel like we kind of resolved what it is that you're looking for support with today? No, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Um, You know, I think you touched on a lot of things intuitively that I have kind of thought about too. Mm -hmm. Um, And that being true to myself that I think that raising prices and maybe honoring my value yeah. as, as an artist would, would mm-hmm. probably help a lot. I think that I wouldn't be tempted to take on so much at one time. Totally. So yeah, it's something to, to kind of meditate on, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, amazing. What were some of your key takeaways or aha moments from our session today? Um. I think when we talked a little bit about passive income Mm -hmm. and working on business structure um, and, and I think also, you know, being appreciative of where I'm at too. I, I, I know this isn't the direct thing that we talked about, but you know, just you saying how grateful a lot of your clients would be being booked. I'm like, wow, like maybe I should take a minute and be like, what? Okay. You know, have a lot of gratitude on this, which I, which I do. And, you know, I've worked really hard over the past four years. Um, but, and then another thing is just, um, maybe not being afraid of missing out on opportunities and just kind of trusting the process Mm -hmm. and in the opportunity. Um, you know, I think I'm sure a lot of other entrepreneurs understand but when you gain this momentum, it can feel kind of addictive sometimes. Sure. And, and there's a fear of losing momentum and actually rolling backwards down the hill. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's something that I necessarily need to be worrying about. Right. Um, so yeah, so that helps a lot. Oh, amazing. I love that. And I love that. I love that we're reminding you to celebrate because what you have created is, uh, is amazing like, like we already talked about most people that are, you know, taking on clients would love to say that they're fully booked. So I think really celebrating that sitting with that and acknowledging that is huge for you. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see how you decide to automate in the future. And I just see the most amazing things for you, Anna. So thank you so much for sharing your, uh, sharing what was going on with you today on the podcast. I know so many people are going to benefit hugely from this conversation around boundaries. And um, yeah, I just want to thank you for what you're up to in the world. Thank you so much, Michaela. I always appreciate you and, and your service and what you have to say and you're awesome.
Thank you. Oh, thank you. All right, Anna, thank you. Thank you, everyone listening to the podcast. Uh, stay tuned for another episode next week. And with that, we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Align Radiant Enriched podcast. I'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway was, so please leave a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free one-hour coaching session as a thank you. And if you know a fellow boss babe who would benefit from this show, please share it with them. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with me one-on-one to accelerate your business success, you can head over to MichaelaMcCrory.com and book in for a free breakthrough call.